Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah. We're doing a DC-centered episode today talking about the Washington Wizards, basically a state of the Washington Wizards as we're getting to the mid-season point of um, of a new year uh, over the past, what, 12 to 15 years. Ernie Grunfield was in the front office making all of those all of those decisions. We ha- now have a new GM in who has decided in his tenure, short tenure so far, that he was going to remove players that he didn't deem fit for our culture and Dwight Howard, who's doing amazing in L.A. and drafting a young, talented player in Rui Hachimura when he wasn't getting the biggest fanfare or wasn't didn't seem to be the pick that was going to be available for the Wizards at that position. So, Mike, I'll give it to you. What are your thoughts on this new GM, Tommy Shepard, and what he's done in this short time? Man, honestly, this is probably – um. I would call it the change in the guard. He's been really big on culture and the moves he's made have kind of supported that. Um, and you know, earlier um in the decade, maybe uh midway point, we were kind of led by um John Wall, kind of all-star teams. Um, him being the all NBA player that he is, um, with a young surging Bradley Beal becoming the player that he is, and some vet guys um like Gortat and Nene, um supplemented with that kind of wing defender, um you know, at first it was Ariza, then it was Mayanovic, and we started to really fill that gap, and Otto Porter kind of tried to step in there. But culture-wise and what we're bringing to the table, I actually think this is my favorite iteration of the Wizards' decade. Um, Long gone is the the kind of mystifying kind of idea of, like, what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, And it seems like whatever Tommy has been doing is it's tangible. It is working to a degree. Um. And, you know, it's going to be a process. Nobody's asking for the Wizards to make the playoffs at this very instant. But do I see a competitive team? Yes. Do I see inconsistent play? Sure. But with the pieces around, you know, the pieces on the Wizards right now, Especially I wouldn't expect. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, and like you said, injuries is a is a part that uh, it plays definitely a factor into it. But what I'm seeing right now is a team that at this point in the season, we're only five games out of the AC. And we're pretty competitive. We've beaten some good teams and we lost to some bad teams. But for what the culture needs to go through, I'm really on board with what Tommy is doing and I'm seeing through it and I see his vision on the court. Yeah, I agree with you. With this new uh, era of Tommy, I think what everything, the thing that needs to be preached is patience. Uh, just patience all around you. It takes time to build a team. I mean, Tommy came into it with his star player, his best players being hurt with a bad Achilles. And what they preach with John Wall is patience. And what they're preaching with the plan with the team is patience. Because when John Wall does come back next year with Bradley Beal, with a Rui Hachimura in his second year, and then you add on top another top five or ten pick, that's a team that's starting to come together to look like an actual team. Right now, I mean, they have a lot of injuries. But the injuries have opened opportunities for us to find good role players. Gary Payton second, Because of all the injuries to Bradley Beal and stuff like that, we had to sign Gary Payton the second and in signing him, we figured out, Whoa, this guy's really good at defense and he can hit a shot. And now Bradley Beal's back and Gary Payton is still in the starting lineup for the Washington wizards. So we are able to cultivate a culture and get the type of players that we want. A Mo Wagner, a Gary Payton, the second, a Thomas Bryant guys that are just scrappy. will go and play basketball. Not too much drama, not too anything. We're not hearing the Markeith Morris and the Gortats of, Oh, uh, when walls out, we play bad. Like none of that. Nobody's bashing each other. It's just everybody's going out and trying to win games. Yeah, when you don't have the level of talent up to regular NBA teams, you lose a lot of games. They've lost 27. So 
it's not a fun season winning uh, winning wise, but I see a vision. I see something that I can look forward to. And I don't think I had that since it's been a while. Twenty fifteen, maybe twenty fifteen. When it all came together, those like three straight runs in the playoffs. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, and you you thought maybe this team could be this team could be a conference finals team, but you never even thought they could win an NBA finals with the way that they're going right now. And with getting the right pieces and building through free agency, as Yami Hemi's contract is coming off the books this uh, offseason, you can really start building a good team. I'm not saying an NBA championship team, but just a team that you can see that can be competitive year in and year out. But moving on from uh, just the culture and what Tommy Shepard has done recently, there are still decisions that need to be made, Micah. One of the biggest ones so far with the upcoming trade deadline is Davis Bertans. Mm-hmm. Bertans is going to be one of the hottest commodities because of his ability to shoot. He has the best catch and shoot uh, percentage in the NBA currently. He's coming off an injury, but he's played the last three games. If you're the Wizards, what do you do with Bertans? Are you trying to keep him, or are you trading him to get as many uh, pieces, uh, get as many pieces as you can get back? Honestly, and maybe this is kind of what the trade, uh, the changing of the guard has done. But I want a guy like Bertans in the house. Um, with the idea that we're going to retool and with the smart decisions that we're making, that a guy like Bertans doesn't necessarily hurt the value of what, of what could come to the Wizards. Um, if I'm a, a, if I'm a Wizards, you know, a player right now and or a GM or whatever it is, and I see a guy like Bertans with the production he is, you know, he's bringing towards the table. I want that in my future. Um, if it all you know, walls out, and if it doesn't work, maybe you flip them down the line. But for right now, and for what you could build, having a guy like Bertans as a consistent scorer and maybe as a third or possibly a fourth, depending on how Rui Hachimura's development goes, as a fourth option is amazing. He is a guy that is a small forward. He could, if you need him to, he could jump down to a four if you're playing really small. But the thing is, he makes shots. He's a consistent scorer. And right now, he's the second leading scorer on the team, even while hurt. Um, and, you know, if you don't want to start him, you can bring him off the bench and he's a consistent scorer. And, you know, these are things that we've lacked in the past. So, um, yes, I understand that there's possible value out there, but I think teams right now, whoever would uh, put a package together, it's kind of fleecing the wishes because you're getting a guy that's going to play key playoff minutes if you trade him to a, a team like that that's in a, a playoff situation. So I want a guy like Bertans around for when John Wall is healthy, when Beal is playing at his best, when Rui Hachimura really comes into his own and becomes the guy we're expecting him to be and the guy he's working to be. Um, I think he's a perfect player for what the organization is going forward to. And honestly, he's been one of the best bright spots, if not the bright spot of the season. So I, I say you keep him around. I don't see the reason for flipping him. Yeah, he stays. I think it's as simple as that. I don't think the Wizards make any moves in the trade deadline, whether it's trying to be buyers or sellers, because if you want to be buyers, there's no reason to make the playoffs this year. You're five games out, and you're probably not going to make it. So you're not giving away good pieces like Bertans or a Thomas Bryant to try to try to win now. That's not happening. And you don't want to be sellers because, like you said, when John Wall comes back, his best he's, he's at his best when he can drive and kick out to shooters who he knows are going to make the shots. When they were at their best, they had the Trevor Reasons who could knock down a three. Mm-hmm. They had a Marquise Morris from the elbow who could knock down a shot when uh, John Wall would drive. He had somebody he could give it to Gortat down low in a pick-and-roll situation that could hammer it in. And he's getting those pieces retooled again. You now have a Bertans who can hit the shot for you. You have a Mo Wagner who can hit it from the elbow. You have a Thomas Bryant down low who can uh, dunk in it, slam it in for you. So I think that just staying the course for another year and just seeing – what you have once everybody's completely healthy with John Wall 
and another t- first round pick, that's when you can really evaluate this team. I don't think right now any evaluation will do anything because you don't have the best player on the court. So it's it'll be counterproductive to get rid of your best players, mm-hmm. um, especially in a deal where Bertans they Tommy acquired Bertans in a trade, and it it wasn't like anything special. Nobody really thought anything about it, but that just shows to goes to show his um, mind when it comes to seeing talent. He was able to pick out. Uh, Gary Pickett, Peyton II, able to pick out Bertans, was willing to get that uh, Mo Wagner uh, and Isak Banga in the in the trade to free up space for the Lakers. And those guys have been good rotational pr- players for the Wizards this season. So shout out to Tommy with those two, um, with those two, with those two or three good pickups. Um, I also want to talk about Bradley Beal. We thought we were done with this conversation, Micah, but over the offseason, everybody wanted Bradley Beal. He was disgruntled. He wasn't going to sign an extension. He's not going to be a wizard, blah, blah, blah. Then he signs an extension, and everybody's quiet. And then two days ago, after a loss to the Chicago Bulls, Bradley Beal says that there needs to be a cultural change. And all the rumors start back up. Everybody's picking it up. Everybody's in his mentions saying he wants to be traded again. If you're the Wizards, are you trading Bradley Beal? Well, first, actually, let me ask, let me ask you if you think this is actually serious and that the Wizards should worry about this. And then if it is serious, do you believe that they should trade him? No, this is not serious. This is an echoing from up above, in my opinion. This is if you got, you know, I guess you could hypothesize the situation, right? Tommy Shepard, he seems like a pretty hands-on guy. He seems like a guy who can understand the pulse of a locker room. He wouldn't be given a position if he didn't. He's talking to his star guy right now, his his colleague right now. He's the guy who's really leading them at this point while John Wall is out. Tommy Shepard has been echoing this. It's a culture change. When he came in, it was the idea it was going to be a culture change. Like you mentioned, culture and patience are kind of synonymous of this season. To build a culture, though, it's going to take a while. Even Bradley Beal earlier in the season. I mean, season, he signed up. He signed up. For he it, signed yeah. up for this, man. He said, bro, and this is a quote from him. It's definitely going to be a patient, long year. I'll be saying that word a lot. Just patience and understanding. He knows what he's getting himself into. Yes, the Wizards are winning, uh, you know, at a, at a small clip. But some of the games that they're winning look pretty good. They're playing well against you know, top teams I would consider are teams that are make up the top half of the league. And yes, they're losing bad games. Young teams kind of do that. And teams going through the shift, they do that. I think Bradley Beal understands that. When he was drafted by the Wizards, they were not a playoff team with as they imagine it in mind. We still had guys like Andre Blatch still on roster, just so you get the idea. The Soul Wizard squad, the embarrassing <laughs> boys, man. It was that was in a time where it was kind of going through that same shift. And now as a veteran, Bradley Beal can step up and say things like this. Um you know, um, I guess I don't want to. Uh, I don't want another Kyrie situation to happen. We're seeing Kyrie Irving. It seems like at times he's kind of uh, throwing his teammates under the bus, but I don't necessarily think that's the same thing. No, nope, um, Kyrie Irving kind of has. Yeah, Kyrie Irving has kind of a history of that, and his word choice is always a little and bit he, off. He's actually, he, he's been mentioning, like he mentioned uh, in his quotes two days ago. Kyrie mentioned like the players that he thought that were good and that they needed other pieces, leaving, leaving players like Jerry key players out. Yeah, I don't think Bradley Beal is going ahead and saying, oh, well, we have we have me, we have John, we have Thomas, we have Mo Wagner, and then it leaves out uh, Jordan McRae or Gary Payton. Exactly. I don't think he's built like that. Exactly, and that's the key thing right there. As a leader, you can say that to the media and not mention names. You can do that and it be a source of inspiration and not alienate your players or your new core. And even the young players that are development, players that will be here or be on the Capital City go-go, and they'll do time in both places. 
you want a guy like Bradley Beal saying that because not only does it start the culture shift up here, but it starts the culture shift down there. The big bar, our all-star is saying, hey, we guys got to step it up. As an organization, we have to, you know, buy into this culture change. Okay, that's perfect. You want him to say that because it's only going to start getting these guys to play harder. They're going to start to learn how to win the games they're supposed to win and keep winning the games that they're not supposed to win. So, honestly, from Brad, I have no problem with it. Um, I just don't want people to take it as a, a Kyrie situation, and I'm tired of the Heat fans trying to take my players, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me let me give you another question real quick but concerning Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. So, there are a lot of offers that are out there right now. Um, not offers, but, like, just potential offers that we've seen with a lot of good young and upcoming talent. Um, I know in our group chat earlier today, we're going back and forth on maybe like a CJ and Hassan Whiteside for Bradley Beal or Kendrick Nunn, uh, Tyler Hero, and maybe throwing a pick or something for Bradley Beal. Since the Wizards are doing a hard reset and are trying to um, change the culture and everything, would getting young pieces like that help or hurt? And would you, if you were the GM, trade for somebody like a CJ McCollum or a Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn in Miami? You know, it's kind of interesting. We were talking about it earlier, especially. Um, a great point was kind of brought up that we don't win a lot of games with Brad on the court with this current iteration of the team. And I'm not putting that necessarily on Bradley Bill. It's something with the chemistry on the floor. It's something that's going on otherwise. Um, you know, he, he's not making a great clip of his shots. Yes, he is scoring a lot of points. But if you watch the games, you kind of see what's going on. And you can and coming understand. back from injury. Also. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of things that just aren't, you know, chemistry wise and kind of just picking up play wise. It's not happening. Um, and it, like I said, it's a little interesting that yes, these games aren't being won. Um, I think if there's not a haul for Bradley Bill, man, you don't trade them. If there's not a clear, a clear, just, um, I guess a winner in this trade. Um, I don't see the point of trading a guy like Bradley Beal. Um, the return has to be something that doesn't hurt the integrity of the team, that puts us in a position going through the future where John Wall can play off of them, and really just complements what we already have on the roster. Um, if you can find a package like that, I think you know you should go for it. But I don't know if the package like that is truly out there. A guy like Bradley Beal, and you know people keep trying to uh, put him in these trade things because of maybe his production and what he can bring to the table for other teams. A guy like Bradley Beal signed up for the long term for a reason. Um, yep. I would like to honor that, and I would like for him, especially, to see this through. He didn't sign up just to be a, a bottom feeder, and I think he knows that. And I think he trusts the process going on with the Wizards. So, like I said, man, unless it's a haul, a true haul, I don't see his training Bradley Beal. Yeah, when it comes to Bradley Beal, I don't, I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't want him to be traded. It comes down to the simple fact that, like you said, he said he was in here for the long haul. He told, I listened to podcasts with him and Chris Miller um, earlier in the offseason where Chris Miller said that you're the leader now. And he said, yeah, I know. This team is going to – well, he said there's talent on this team, but it's going to take a while to teach him how to win. And it, it is going to take time. So, yeah, it sucks when it felt like we were past this point where every single day you'd see a new Bradley Beal trade to the Lakers, to this, to that. And he's not at that point anymore. But – I just don't want him to be moved. I don't think that it helps the team in any way. I think when you see John Wall and Bradley Bill back together, if it doesn't work, then you could think about trading one or the other. I mean, obviously, I'd rather trade John Wall just because of contract-wise, but I don't think he'll be able to be traded. So you try to get what you can back for Bradley Bill. But like I said earlier, I don't want anybody being evaluated or this team being evaluated 
until we're fully healthy, until your best player is back, because that's when you really see what you have. So if Bradley Beal is um, is not happy this year, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because he has another two years left with, with, his, uh, with the extension that he signed. And next year, once John Wall is back, we'll see if we're having these same conversations. Because if we are, then it's a different story. Then it's a different um, conversation. But for right now, I think Bradley Beal is fine. I think we're going to be fine. We're going to be a, we're going to be a good team eventually. We just have to stay the course and just keep developing throughout the year. We all knew what it was coming in, including Bradley Beal. So all these rumors, yeah, they can keep on happening around us. But Bradley Beal is staying in D.C., I think. Finally, Micah. Another conversation that's been coming up is John Wall. When should he come back? Uh, there have been talks that he can come back as soon as uh, the next couple of months, or he's going to start completely next season as Ernie, uh, not as Ernie, as Ted uh, Leontes, owner of the Washington Wizards, said, John Wall would not be playing this year. If you were the owner, the GM, and the coach, at what point would you bring back John Wall? Man, um, you kind of look back. And you look at a situation where John Wall was hurt for a lot of the season. And the method that they brought him back, and if I believe it was the 2012, maybe 2013 season, um, it might have been a year before, but I think it was 12-13, you bring him back in that same kind of sense. Um, I don't necessarily think that the Wizards would be playing for a playoff spot. Um, And if they are, I don't know if you can force John Wall in that situation, but the games are quote-unquote meaningless, and they're not for a playoff spot, you bring John Wall back for a last maybe eighth or uh, eighth of the season. You let him get 10 to 15 games in, man, because you want him back in playing shape. Going into the summer, you want him, first of all, you want him to get his basketball uh, feet wet again. You want him back on the court, and you want to see what you can bring out of him in a small situation. If I could put it into anything, uh, I, I guess kind of the the outlook you kind of want, um, you kind of want him to, to show his value again, uh, you know, similar to how the Redskins handled Dwayne Haskins in the last couple of weeks of the season. You saw a great output out of a guy like that. And really, if you, you know, the quarterback or your basketball team is the point guard. I want to see how he works with the young guys. I want to see him. I want to see them put, you know, different guys on the court with John Wall, with Bradley Beal. And I just want to see how it works. I want to see how it meshes, because if you want to have an outlook and a plan going for the future, I want to see him on the court, man, because this is a clear you know, like it's almost like a case study of what will happen if we have all these guys on the court. I would like to see it. Um, if he doesn't play at all this year, I kind of don't have a problem with it. But ten games isn't really going to kill anybody in that sense. And I would really like to see our All Star back on the court, man. Yeah, uh, said it perfectly. I think they should not wait till next season because it will take him time. Because even though you uh, he started playing in scrimmages and then he'll do off season training camp and obviously they play five on five. Mm-hmm. Uh, during practice next year, nothing is like game speed. Nothing you can't you can't recreate that. So yes, let him play. I'm not saying that he starts or anything. Let him play just 10, uh, 10, 12 games. Let him play ten to fifteen minutes in those games, just so he can just get back used to it. Just like oh, running up and down the court and finding and just even building chemistry with these new players that he had. Mm-hmm. Because John Wall before he got hurt, it's a completely different team. There's no more Keith Morris anymore. There's no more Singor Todd anymore. Uh, there's uh, there's no um bunch of players that were on that team from previous years are no longer there anymore. Thomas Bryant, he's played with him a little bit. It hasn't played uh, a second with Mo Wagner. So just like all these new players that they have here, it's completely different now. So just so we can start building chemistry and know everybody's spots and stuff. Like you said, point guard is the quarterback of the team. 
I think it would be best if John Wall plays the last portion of the season. But I also wouldn't be mad if they hold him out just because they said they're preaching patience and they want to make sure he's 110%. And I'm fine with that because we know that John Wall, um, all the last season before he got hurt, he was playing with, the, with an injury and it was affecting his production. He got mm-hmm. surgery and he then, after the surgery, tore his Achilles again, so it restarted the clock. It sucks, but hey, as long as he's able to be healthy going forward, that's all that matters because he has one of the biggest contracts in the NBA, and it would suck if we try to rush him back just for him to be just for him to be injured again. But I think this Wizards season, even though we're not going to win a lot on the court, I think we're doing a lot of winning off the court with getting the right players, building the right team, and changing the culture. We'll do another one of these episodes, maybe closer to maybe after All Star break, after another twenty or so games, so we can. Get an update, get a feel on how everything's going. Hopefully, nothing crazy has happened, like Bradley Beal being traded or anything like that, because we'll definitely do a pod about that. But for Mike, and for Micah, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.